You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back for a, a new week here at Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Uh, I'm sorry for no episode Friday. A few of you reached out and were like, hey, what the hell? Um, yeah, so uh, I went to a Utica Unicorns versus Eastside Diamond Hoppers game over at Jimmy John's Field in Utica, Michigan. Beautiful independent league. I used to work there, uh, so kind of had ha- have an in there and worked there for a season. Um, and haven't been to a game yet all season and summer's whether we like it or not, slowly but surely coming to an end there. So I, uh, I went to a game and, uh, yeah, got home way later than I planned on. And uh, I'm still uh, – I have a quota of how many episodes I have to reach a month, and I'm, I'm going to hit that comfortably. So, uh, yeah, so I apologize. I, I really do. I, I know prospect updates are fun, and I love doing them and, and everything. And we will get right back on the horse next Friday. But uh, I, was, I was in no – uh, no condition to record a good product for Friday's episode. So there's your uh, whatever excuse, what have you. Um, but but that is uh, that is what happens. So I apologize, but we are back. We are back here. Today is Monday, August third. It's almost September, man. Monday, August thirtieth. Crazy. Year is absolutely flying by. Um, we drop a three-game series to the Toronto Blue Jays, but let me just say. This was an incredibly hard-fought and, and honestly well-played series. This is a team that is substantially, a roster, a Blue Jays roster that is substantially better than ours. And we lost, every single game was within a run. We dropped two of three, and, and the run differential for the entire series is going to be minus two. Is that even right? Minus one. Yeah, minus one. Math. <laughs> you can tell how good I was at math in school. So really, really solid effort. I, I know that that's, you know, went under 500 on a weekend. But um, really, uh, uh, I think a lot of people should be more pleased with this than, uh, than disappointed. All right, so we're just going to go game by game. Friday segment one, Saturday segment two, Sunday segment three, wrap her up. And then, uh, and then, yeah, tomorrow we'll be back at it, right? Uh, regular scheduled programming. All right. Before we get any further, gotta tell everybody to lock to to locked locked on. Listen to Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB team of local experts, and so subscribe. To Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's talk turkey. Let's talk Friday. All right, two to one final. This is the game that the Detroit Tigers won and won in a very exciting, uh, exciting game, exciting way. So Tigers win this one, one to two against the Toronto Blue Jays. Jose Cisnero gets the win. Gregory Soto gets the save. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll go through what we usually do because why would we change that up? We'll start with the offense because Matt Manning is going to be the uh, the star of the 
of the pitching side there. All f- I mean, two runs, not not anything uh, not anything unbelievable. I was at this game. This was the bucket hat giveaway, which was fun. I have a nice bright orange Tigers bucket hat in my closet now, which is uh, a fun a fun have. Uh, but yeah. Really fun game to be at. Crowd was really good. It was also the biggest thing was was obviously that it was Miggy's first game back home since hitting 500. And so when you walked into the stadium, it was still at 4.99. And then uh, it right before his first at bat, in like the half inning before um, his first at bat, they uh, they they did like the big unveiling and and um, flipped the number to 500 and and his kids. Got to be the people to flip the number and his family. So really, really cool moment. Confetti went off. Confetti cannon. Cool thing. Standing ovation. One last cheer for Miggy getting to 500. Very, very, very cool. So uh, he, he would go one for four with uh, one of the two RBIs this game as well. Uh, so that's always good. Good day at the office there for Miggy. His OPS is up to 710, by the way. I mean, there was a point when in late May where his OPS was like in the 500s and people were like, this dude should retire now and not even get to, to 500 or 3K. And I, I've already, we've already, <laughs> I've expressed my, my opinion on Miggy and his situation and the contract and everything. Uh, uh, just go, you can go back and look at the, <laughs> listen to the, to the episode after he hit 500, the Miggy episode, and you'll, you hear my two cents on that. So I, I don't need to. I don't need to beat that dead horse anymore, but um, 710, not worth 30 mil a year, no, but really, really good to see him get uh, the, the season numbers back up to something that's somewhat respectable. Uh, Eric Haas with a knock, Daz, Willie, and Short all go over. Derek Hill goes over. Scope goes two for four, good for him. Uh, Robbie over. Jamer, Jamer with two doubles, man. Jamer Candelario. We, for real, as a show, went from Jamer Candelario's slugging percentage watch to see if he could get over 400 to him, like, putting together one of the best seasons doubles-wise uh, in, in all of MLB. What a turnaround. Not turnaround, just way to stay hot. His slash line on the year is now 275, 355, 432, with a very, very respectable glove over there. At third base as well. Really solid year from uh, from Jamer. Very, very pleased. And then, obviously, the talk of the town. Victor Reyes with the go-ahead inside the park home run in the eighth inning to take the lead. And then Gregory Soto comes in and shuts the door. What a... <laughs> my, my, I had people tweeting at me. My, um, somebody, I forget who, somebody tweeted at me and said... Uh, Victor Reyes, go ahead inside the park, home run, and RIP at Bentley Scotty's mentions. And that's pretty accurate because anytime him or Willie Castro do literally anything, my phone overheats and blows up because of how many people talk smack to me after they do anything of remote competence. Nonetheless, I go ahead inside the park, homer in the eighth inning. So my phone was... was <laughs> Ridiculous! I was sitting in left field, and I was like, oh, I cannot believe this is happening. Uh, but r- regardless, very happy for the result. Pitching-wise, bullpen was really, really good. Funkhauser, really efe- efficient, one inning, 10 pitches, perfect inning. Cisnero, 
One inning, one walk, 16 pitches, no runs. Gregory Soto, an eight-pitch, one-strikeout inning. He did have a fly ball that was hit pretty hard to start off the inning that kind of looked like it might have been a homer there off the bat, at least from left field, but he recovered nicely. Um, and then we talk the, – the, the main point of this entire game was Matthew Manning. Matt Manning's best start of his major league career, bar none. Six innings pitched, six hits, one run, one walk, five strikeouts on 83 pitches. This is an outing that a year in a year's time, he probably gets the seventh as well. Um, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And going back and re-watching the game after I got home and, and re-looking at Manning's stuff, he, he, was, he was on point. He really was. And the, the fastball, specifically the fastball, he still gives up contact to, and he still has a hard time getting whiffs on the fastball specifically. But all the secondary pitches were producing swing and misses, which is amazing news because that's something he struggled with since getting called up is whiffs. And the fastball velocity-wise was also some of the best we've seen it all year. And honestly, that includes his minor league stints as well. His, his, his velo didn't dip five miles an hour when he came to the majors. That's kind of where it's been sitting all year. So we're seeing the velo come back to where it was kind of talked about when he was lower in the minors uh, as a younger kid. We're seeing more swings and misses. We're seeing more whiffs. We're seeing more strikeouts. We're seeing less walks, less runs. Just an unbelievably um, productive is not the word. I mean, it was productive, but encouraging. Very, very encouraging start. All right, let's, uh, let's get into Saturday's game, shall we? 3-2 to two loss in extras at the hands of the Blue Jays. First, though, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at Direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well... I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live cable and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. You can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on Tigers, but the Twitter account's being weird. We're working on getting it fixed. Uh, not sure what happened, but we're working on getting it fixed. Yeah, so that's all there is to that. All right, let's get into Saturday's game. Let's get into Saturday's 3-2 to two loss to the Toronto Blue Jays. Lost it in extras. Um, okay, we'll start with – I guess we'll start with the offense again. Offense um, – was got outplayed. The, the the Blue Jays offense was pretty marginally better, and it honestly probably shouldn't have been even as close a game as it was. We drew one walk as a team the entire game, and had five hits. Uh, the, you know, six base runners. I would I would get, I don't know the exact math, so before someone comes at me, but 
uh, I would imagine that you're you're not going to get in the history of baseball six base runners. It's not going to equate to more than two runs too many times in the history of baseball. Not going to be the case uh, too too terribly many times. So uh, yeah, just you know, it happens. This 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 lineup is still pretty far away from being like a, a top end like holy cow look at this lineup look how good it is like the Blue Jays for that matter uh, Manoa gets the start for Toronto uh, he was fantastic his ERA on the season is now three one five he struck out eight of us uh, did not walk anyone and then that bullpen was was pretty solid former Tiger Joaquin Soria came in in the eighth um, yeah just one of those games didn't didn't really ever. Uh, threatened too terribly much. I know we were tied after seven, and obviously we went into extras, but never really felt like a game that we were like, "Hey, man, like we're threatening. We're about to score. Like what? This is this is looking good for us." It was kind of we. It kind of felt like one of those games where we were we were crawling back even when we were tied. You know. Um, so Mickey gets a hit. Grossman gets a hit. Scope gets a hit, and Candy gets a hit. So two through five. All get hits, and then Derek Hill as well there in the nine spot. And then no one else produced anything. Willie Castro had, had a walk late, uh, and that's about it. That's pretty much the extent of the offense. Not too, not not a ton to talk about, really. And, and they were all singles at that. We didn't even get any. I don't think we had a single extra base hit. I think that's true. Yeah, we had five hits, and they were all singles. So not a recipe for success too much, uh, especially in a big park like Comerica. Got to take advantage of those gaps and that, that deep uh, wall more. I know it, it robs you of homers, but it does add doubles. So, you know, got to take advantage of those, those gaps a little bit more. Um, okay. Pitching. Jose Urania is back. Three innings, three hits, no walks, two strikeouts, no runs. I'm never going to ask Jose Urania to do much more than that. And if you have higher expectations from him, you are ridiculous, dog. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I know innings-wise, he will get stretched back out. It's just, you know, with the injury, they're starting him off light. That, that's all that was. So, so in that sense, I, I, if he could do that over five, I'd be way happier, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, I'm never going to, like, be furious and fuming at Jose Urania giving up a hit and inning and not allowing any runs. That's that's doing his job, which he will have on this team for another month and a week, and then we will never have to watch him pitch in a Tigers uniform again. Uh, Alex Lang, first out of the pen. Everybody knows my love for Alex Lang. I think he, he's got a pretty high ceiling, really nasty stuff, a filthy curveball, a really good fastball. Really, really high ceiling to be a really good reliever. Just the command is a big problem right now. And he's still young, right? This is his first stint in the majors. Well, not stint, but his first calendar year in the majors. He will, uh, he'll have time to develop, and we should give him time to develop. But, uh, but I, I do still really like him. And I, I feel like I say that every time, but I, I like reiterating it because I like him so much. Uh, one inning, one hit, one walk, but two strikeouts and didn't give up a run. Fantastic work. Not, not, not incredible, honestly. He gave up two base runners, but got out of it without giving up a run, and that's all that matters for a reliever at the end of the day. Tyler Alexander 
would get the middle innings, kind of a piggyback-esque kind of a start. He would be the problem child. Two point two and two-thirds, three hits, two runs, one walk, two strikeouts on 50 pitches. Uh, not great. Not, not great. Uh, Kirk with an absolute bomb off of him. And then, um, yeah, I mean, Dickerson, Bichette had a, had a solid game. Just his stuff... The homer, I actually don't think was that bad of a pitch. Um, and it was on the cutter. And he has, statistically speaking, actually a really good cutter, like a plus cutter that uh, batting average against is, is, you know, offensive stats in general against are uh, not too good against. So I actually don't mind the pitch, but it, it happens, I guess. Uh, and... Yeah, he wasn't exactly keeping people off the bases either. So not not a horrible outing by any means. I mean, he gave us three innings, I guess. But in a game when we ended up using one, two, three, four, seven pitchers anyway, his three innings didn't really mean a whole lot. Uh, Jason Foley would then return to the Tigers and go out there. Uh, One-third of an inning, he recorded one out and gave up two hits. No runs, I guess, which is nice. But, uh, yeah, he's another one. That has pretty good stuff, but just weak command. That's, that's a really big pattern. I know it sounds like it's a big pattern in our organization, but truly that is a pattern in, in bullpens throughout baseball. It's just a matter of uh, most people either have one or the other because if they had both, they'd be starters, right? And uh, it's just about developing that whatever they don't have. So um, fully... We'll, we'll keep an eye on him. I, I really I don't mind him either. Um, just, you know, all of these guys that are good stuff, no command people are not going to pan out, obviously. Right? That's that's not that's not realistic. It's not reality. So uh, another guy to keep an eye on, though. Really good stuff, for real. Michael Fulmer would go one inning, one hit, two Ks. Gregory Soto, one inning, one hit, no runs. Uh, and then Kyle Funkhauser would get the 10th. And give up a run, but technically it's not earned because it was the runner on second rule. Still a stupid rule to this day, but whatever. Uh, whatever, man. Uh, Manfred. I'm sure. I am sure there will be an episode this uh, offseason where I kind of sound off on Manfred, especially if he does some stupid crap over the offseason, which I'm sure he will. Um, so, yeah, not, not a big fan of the runner on second rule here. All right, let's get into the series finale, though. Uh, first, I gotta talk to everybody about Built Bar. Everybody knows nine delicious flavors: coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cuisine cream, German chocolate. What's my favorite flavor? Say it with me: cookies and cream. Good job, you nailed it. Your favorite flavor could be any of those. Also, if you don't know, you can get the mixed box, two of each of the nine flavors. It's one of my favorite things to get. I'll just get it, and then I'll just be set for kind of lunch and, and midday snacks for the week. It's it's fantastic. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they are healthy too. You can also order what Olympians eat. Olympians eat this. It is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Why do they eat it? Well, because they're amazing tasting. And they're also 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They're fantastic. They're great for you. Get on the wave today. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off 
of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I was going to talk to everybody about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes turning to football teams as we're back on the gridiron and ready to start football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. So get all the latest news, odds, updated props, contests, including the online's biggest half a million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website and move your user mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% not 50%, your 100% welcome bonus because it's doubled from what it's always been because betonline.ag is just the go. So be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo where you can make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Promo code locked on and promo code NFL100. Take advantage of all these offers. Bet online is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports from football, boxing, basketball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody. We are back here for our final segment of this beautiful Monday show on Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. Let's get into the final game, the rubber match. This was a close one. I mean, they were all close, right? They were all run. The Saturdays was literally an extra inning game. Uh, So all all of them were close. This one was no different. Two to one loss to the Blue Jays. This one stung a little bit more to me than the rest of them. Maybe it was just because it was a rubber match. I, I like winning series, but it was tough. So also, it was Matt Boyd's first day back. So we'll start with the pitching on this one. Matt Boyd finally, finally off the IL, and he starts his return to the bigs in the most Matt Boyd way ever. He gives he strikes out the first batter back, and then gives up a home run to Bo Bichette immediately after. First two batters were a strikeout and a home run. The most Matt Manning. Matt Manning. Have I been saying Manning this whole time? It's going to be really embarrassing. The most Matt Boyd way to start a return from the IL you could have possibly drawn up. Uh, And really this whole start was very on brand for Matt Boyd. Four innings, four hits, two earned runs, two walks, five Ks. Um, and the, the two runs were homers. It, it, it was very on brand. Four innings pitched, five Ks. That's a, that's a good strikeout rate. But then two home runs in four innings is a horrible home run rate. It, it was very on brand. And even though I, I think it was either it was either Petzold or Stavenhagen, one of those two, tweeted out, we haven't seen Matt Boyd in quite a long time, but uh, but but this start <laughs> was very very Matt Boyd esque. Uh, it was it was very on brand for him. So he does that through four. Joe Jimenez comes out and actually looks pretty solid again. ERA under six, which I know is like a really small minor accomplishment, but I feel like in the last month he's been pretty solid, man. Uh, uh, he's he's. He's been solid, and the velocity's going up. 
He's been he's been pretty pretty decent to be honest since the All Star break. Foley then again a one inning doesn't give up any runs and has a two eight four ERA in the majors, but he walks two. And after this game, he would get optioned back down to AAA. As of the time of this recording, a move has not been made to complement that. There has been no other call-up sent. Uh, there has not been a, a counteractive. Is that the word I'm thinking of? Uh, somebody that's smarter than me is, is yelling at their uh, earphones, telling me the word I'm thinking of. But um, there has not been a, a, a move to counter that yet. So uh, hopefully tomorrow. Well, I know Garrett. <laughs> For a fact, we'll know by tomorrow. But uh, as of right now, we're just rocking with 26 on the roster. Foley was sent down after this game, like I said. The command is just still a problem, like it is with, uh, like I said in the last segment, quite a few of these guys. So um, hopefully he can get it together, go because he does have really good stuff. Jose Cisnero then comes out, loads the bases, and then gets out of it without getting giving up a run. A fantastic double play turned by the Castro family up the middle. I got to say, Harold Castro is by no means a good defender, and Willie Castro is one of the worst defenders I've ever laid my eyes on. That play was beautiful. That was a really, really nicely turned double play by the two of them, and Jonathan Scope with the nice scoop, at the, the, the patented Scope scoop over at first base. Um, fantastic. Fantastic play. Get the double play. Save the, uh, the inning. Bases loaded, no outs. They don't get a run. Very nice work by Cisnero to uh, to work his way out of it. He keeps his ERA at two eight three, and then Derek Holland comes out in the eighth, pitches the eighth, doesn't give up any runs, and then Michael Fulmer is warming up. This is something we're gonna have to keep an eye on because it hasn't really been uh, talked about too terribly much yet, and I'm I'm hoping it's not like a arm fatigue thing. Michael Fulmer's warming up for the ninth. And then we don't score in the bottom of the eighth. And A.J. Hinch tells Fulmer to sit down. And Derek Holland, in a one-run game, remains the pitcher for the ninth and pitches another blank inning. So kudos to him. ERA down to 6-4-2. He also has actually been not horrible since the All-Star break. And he's a lefty, so that's good. Um... I'm I'm still waiting to hear like a full explanation on the Fulmer thing. Maybe by tomorrow when you're listening to this, you already know. But at the time that I'm recording this, uh, there's still some questions circulating that. So really weird situation there. But overall, solid pitching from everybody. Just a, a very on-brand Matt Boyd start, even though we haven't seen him in two months. The offense was uh, was was not fantastic. Eight hits. No walks as a team, and uh, only two extra base hits. So uh, a lot of leaving runners in scoring position, a lot of leaving runners on base, period. Uh, And everybody knows my opinion on not drawing any walks. Jose Barrios was mowing through this lineup. Seven innings, six, six hits, one run, it wasn't earned, and 11 Ks. He was mowing us down, and... That's even including like a random 24-minute rain delay for some reason in the middle of the game. Barrios dominated this offense. Um, we we never even really threatened to uh, to score like legitimately. 
truly. Offense got absolutely dominated. I uh, and and that's I mean that's pretty much it. Like like Badu got a hit. That's good. Grossman with a hit. Miggy's always good when he gets hits. Um, Victor Reyes had a had a nice hit. Like whatever. All I, I'll, I'll wrap up on this. All I want to say is, like I, like I said at the beginning, this series was very close. One run games, all three games. We dropped two of three. The Toronto Blue Jays have one of the best lineups, top to bottom, in all of baseball. Some argue the best lineup in all of baseball. Fantastic offense, acquired pitching at the deadline, have a solid rotation, a solid bullpen. This is a damn good team that's buying, at that bought at the deadline, rather, and is going to make a run into the postseason. A good young team that's going to be a problem in the AL for a while. And the Tigers whose middle infield was Harold Castro, Willie Castro, 2021 Miguel Cabrera batted cleanup, and Robbie Grossman, as much as I love him, was our three-hitter. Won the series the last time they played them, and lost this series with a run differential of minus one. It's encouraging. And A.J. Hinch's comments this weekend, I know everybody's seen him by now, he said we're, we're, uh, somebody asked him about acquiring talent this offseason. He said we're going to reestablish a winning culture here. You can either jump on the train and root for us to win, or we're going to beat you. Damn right. That's my manager. Detroit versus everybody forever. For real. Can't wait for this team to be a perennial threat again. Can't wait for this offseason. Can't wait to play a game tomorrow. I just love this team to death. All right, before I send you guys on your way, I got to talk to you about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, MLB, the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that'll do it. Sorry about Friday. We're back on the horse, though, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And, yeah, go Tigers, baby.